Oh my gosh, I'm adopting a puppy right now. But I realize what's at home. Oh no, I have nothing. Well, except unconditional love. But yeah, no crate, no pee pee pads, no dental chews for his little puppy teeth. Before I doubt myself as a new parent, I just get Instacart to deliver everything from PetSmart. Easy, just like raising a puppy is going to be, right? Get Pet Essentials from PetSmart with Instacart. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. From NBI Studios, this is Truth and Justice, a crowdsourced investigation in real time. I'm Bob Roth. Hey everybody, welcome back to Truth and Justice. This week's episode is a long one. It is a long interview, and I think it's an important one, and it gives us a good look at what was going on in Becky's life, and not only the year before her murder, but also we even get some information about the weekend when she was killed, or at least some potential information. This week, I dropped a series of bonus episodes where you heard from Becky's sister, Tanya, her sister, Drew, and another older interview with Becky's dad, Ron, and his wife, Liesl. In Ron and Liesl's interview, we heard a lot about what was supposedly going on at Charles Kunze's house when Tiffany was living there, when Becky was living there. So the next logical step in our investigation as we start to check things off the list so we can move closer towards the case against Robert and Christian is to see what Charles Kunze himself actually had to say. This is a very long interview. It's about an hour and a half long. I left the whole thing in there, but it is very good audio. It's very easy to hear. And Charles is just, uh, well, he's an easy listen. So without any further ado, this is Season 12, Episode 33, Chuck. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications, and that's why yesterday I knew that you did it. But now, shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. From something else, The Marshall Project and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Jim was already talking to yeah. you quite a bit about this. Uh, kind of yeah, alluded to take things. Your, I'll let him take, take your coats off. Sit down. All right. Relax. We'll Please. Take the lead on this thing here because we've yeah. got a little bit of follow-ups in reference to the case that he talked about on the phone with you. Yeah. Um, got it. Yeah, I hear you. That was bringing back a... Uh, I had to live with that ever since that weekend, I guess. But Yeah. Yeah, I'm... Really appreciate the fact that we're continuing on with the investigation. Oh, yeah. You know, that's if nothing else, at least for the family. Yeah. yeah. You know, never it never like I told you on the phone, it never stopped. It's just uh yeah. I probably went through uh since then some periods of uh rapid uh you know developments and some periods mm-hmm. of slow developments. Yeah, I can understand that. But we are currently in a uh, in a in a situation um, are we alone here? It's just us? 
It's just us. Okay. There's, um, there's nobody here. I yeah. live alone. All right. We uh, we're currently in a <laughs> Tiffany moved, got herself a house and moved uh, yeah down the road. So uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Well, things are uh, things are definitely uh, progressing, and okay. uh, one of the things that we realized as a, a group of uh, investigators was that uh, it doesn't seem like that anybody uh, talked to you, or if they did, they didn't do a very thorough job of, of documenting speaking with you. Well, and uh, we have a lot of unanswered questions about um, some of the things that were going on in Becky's life that we were hoping you might be able to shed some light on. Well, I'll try. Okay. Yeah. Can I start with, um, just want to get all of the uh, the correct information for spelling of your name and address and all that good stuff. First name is Charles. Okay. Last name is spelled K-U-N-Z-E. Kunze. Kunze, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And... Um, as I mentioned, I'm Investigator James Dickey. It's Investigator mm-hmm. Ryan Bodmer and Investigator mm-hmm. uh, Tom Wish. Yeah. Uh, I am with the Sheriff's Department. Uh, the two of them are with Riverside County District Attorney's Office. Good. We're all uh, peace officers. Can I get your birthday? Uh, 1946. All right, and I have your address, and I know I have your... Uh, your let's just confirm your, uh, your phone number again. And you say you had a cell, or you do not have a cell? Well, the kids last year, I'm sorry, but I've got one in high school and one in grade school, and Tiffany is now a uh, doing substitute teaching, so I had to get a phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I had to do that. Let me see if I can, let's see, it says own number. It. And the address here, if I have this correct, correct me if I'm wrong, is Newhall. And did you tell me it was 922-91321. And uh, are you working right now? I'm retired. Retired. Retired, finally. <laughs> it only took me six years to do it. After I finally filled out the papers, they kept calling me back. Yeah. What, what did you... Uh, I treated your- sewage. Okay. In Burbank. Oh, did you do that for 30, 40 years? Long time? 21 years. Okay. And before that was 26 years in the oil field. Wow. Yeah. So. In uh, here in California or what state? Yeah, yeah. California and local areas. Yeah. Signal Hill, Long Beach. Signal Hill, Long yeah. Beach, out here Long in Pico Canyon, Canyon yeah. Santa Paula, uh, Ventura, all around. But, uh, Mostly in this area, Los Angeles County. Like environmental engineer or something? Or, no, no, I was a pumper. Okay. In other words, I was a guy that worked out in the field and got my hands dirty okay. and did the reports as best as I could mm-hmm. and tried to keep my boss happy. Yeah, good. Does all this new talk of uh, the boom in North Dakota and the fracking, uh, is that something you feel like you missed out on or are you happy to be done? <laughs> I was born in North Dakota, and I know that area well enough that those people there struggled for generations to try and make a living. If they can make a living on the oil, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. I'm sorry. I I still have farm in my blood. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what else can I help you with? Well, um, why don't we start with, uh, I think if you could give us in your own words a, a little bit of background about how you initially even came in contact with the um, with the Friedley family. And I know okay. this is going back a really no, long no, time. No, no, no. I'll go with you. My cousin 
lived next door to the Friedley house. Oh, okay. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, what's your, if you don't mind me asking your cousin's name? Uh, Ted Coleman. Uh, Sharon still lives in the house. His, Sharon, his ex still lives in the Sharon house. Sharon Coleman. Yeah. That's the house. It's just right next yeah, to the, the other uh, cabin looking house. Yeah, it's okay. the log house. Is, is Sharon his ex wife? Yes. And oh, I, I actually. actually uh, to be. Honest with you, years ago I helped him work on that house as he was building it because he was doing it himself, and that's where actually all of a sudden here come three little girls screaming and hollering. Mom's broke her leg. Mom's broke her leg. We dropped our tool belts and ran over to the house. Well, she'd fallen off the stool and strained her leg, but she was okay. But well, that's when I first met him. But then. That was about 88, 89, and then it wasn't until about 94 after they had that big fire up there. Mm -hmm. uh, my cousins were going to be gone, and they needed somebody to look after the dogs in the, in the house and stuff because there was a lot of, they have a problem up there with theft and people yeah. breaking mm -hmm. because it's a remote area. Yeah. And... So I was up there one day, and all of a sudden, the kids came over, and they wanted to know who was over there. And I went over, and uh, basically, I followed them back to the house and introduced myself. And it was a kind of a deal where uh, Vicky had been separated from Ron, and she was up there all by herself. And I told her, I says, well, you got coffee? I'll come over and visit with you at least. <laughs> but it seemed like... Every so often, I would be going up there to do this house sitting mm -hmm. because at that time I was unemployed anyway. I was kind of in between jobs. And I would go over and, you know, I'd always say, hey, I'm over here. You want to go have a cup of coffee and we'd visit? And it was funny because one evening we were sitting there and they were talking about how they have the family in Santa Barbara that they go to visit in the summertime. And offhand, I said, well, if you're coming back through this way, stop in and take you over to Magic Mountain, which is 10 minutes down the road. And so they kind of came over and they would stay for their, they would finish off their holiday with Magic Mountain. And I got to know the kids pretty well. Mm -hmm. And then there was a kind of a time period wasn't along. We would just have these intermittent visits and stuff like that. And... Uh, then uh, the kids, when they had the chance, well, they always had like Magic Mountain Weekend. They would come over here, and especially with Tiffany, you know, being the older sister, uh, she would pick them up and they would come over here and not have kids all over the house. Mm -hmm. But uh, it kind of went along pretty good. And then with Tiffany, I got to know her a little better because she was living in Costa Mesa at that time and uh what time period are you thinking that is let me think 98 99 somewhere around there maybe 97 somewhere in that time period and tiffany's living on her own uh yeah she was married at that time okay and uh i but every now and then I'd go down, I'd call her up and say, hey, you want to go for dinner or something like that? And I'd take them out because they're a young couple and didn't have a lot of money. And I started back to work again in the water industry. So anyway, I got 
along with her pretty good and uh, actually I moved her back out to the desert because she had started that little business of hers out there uh, they were she was selling fire extinguishers smoke alarms it was called safety pro and uh, she was doing okay but she was still having problems and in between she became a single mom and uh, she was living by herself and uh, so one day she was telling me that uh, they're going to raise the rent in her apartment and I says well if you want you can always stay at my house and about three weeks later we moved her over here with her son Mm -hmm. is three years old well that was okay she was going uh, actually working for her bachelor's degree there at UCLA mm -hmm. this is about late 90s yeah okay and uh, well no that was uh, later than that it was 2003 because her, her oldest son was three years old okay. I remember just turned three and uh, so she was doing her schooling and the little guy was here and I was working and that was fine and then one day now this is where the, the important part for you folks come in yeah she was talking with me and she says you know Becky's having a pretty bad time there at the school she's gone to like three different high schools in three years or something like that and those people are just picking on her and she's not doing well and she says to me you know she's we kind of got along she says is it okay if Becky comes and stays with us so I can get her away from that and I said well we'll just clear out your office there we'll move things around we'll make a place for her and that was fine and this is um, Tiffany asking you this right yeah she asked me that because she and she and Becky were kind of had a very special relationship mm -hmm. you know the other two half-sisters they kind of had their own special relationship with that and I got two over here so anyway Becky came and stayed with us we got her enrolled at the local high school and uh, she did quite well did quite well I mean it was a different attitude here a little bit more relaxed shall I say there was rules you know we had to have rules on her but mm -hmm. uh, she did very well after she got in it you know with it and uh, she when she when she moved here about what when do you think that was what year was that I'm gonna say 2004 okay and she was uh, about 17 17, 16, I believe, about 16, because she had her uh, birthday here. Okay. And uh, then after, I can remember afterwards, she was going to for her driver's license, and uh, she was kind of apprehensive about it, so I had a little talk with her, and I says, Come on, I need you to have that license, you know. Yeah. I, you know, as a backup or something. And I came home from work that night, and there was a temporary license with a magnet on the refrigerator. And I said, that's my girl. 
But That's good. How did um how did it, uh, you don't mind me asking? Did uh, Vicky feel about her coming up here at that age? Was was she supportive? Was it a fight? I don't know. There was that was, they lived so far away, and a lot of all I could get through was kind of secondhand knowledge. But I'm pretty sure that she was. I really don't know how she felt about it, whether she felt threatened or uh, whether she felt upset or whether she was happy or whatever. Okay. It just kind of but, was. Yeah, it was just kind of like something that happened, really, between yeah. as, as far as getting to know Tiffany, Becky, Vicky, everything. It all seemed to just happen, right. you know, and I just accepted it as what it was because I had, you know, I looked at it this way, the young kids, they needed, if they needed a home, okay, I'll give them my home. If they uh, needed something beyond that, well, we'll talk about it, you know. So, uh, yeah, I kind of accepted the fact that they were here, so mm -hmm. let's make the best of it. And she's 16, and, and she gets that temporary license, and uh, yeah, well, what, what happens then? Well... Uh, then she graduates from high school. Here. Here, yeah. Okay. So she's here from yeah. 2004 until she graduated high 2004, school. 2004, 2005. Okay. Yeah, I believe it was 2005 she went back to live in the desert again. Okay. But uh, it was kind of unique because when you talk about maybe there was pressure at home or a lot of problems at home or whatever she was feeling over there when we got her away from there there's a I think she felt a little bit more free or relaxed or whatever she would she was as funny as can be but uh, and she's 16 yeah how do you how long do you think she stayed here before she moved back was it six months was it a year not quite a year. She came in uh, September and went back, and I think probably June or around the first of July the following year. Okay. Yeah. And and didn't move back here. That was her only time that no, she stayed here. No, but uh, I want to tell you this up front: the weekend that they were killed, the week before, Tiffany had said to me that Vicky and Becky wanted to come and stay at the house because wanted to stay here. Stay here for the weekend because. Uh, we had, after she graduated from high school, we had kind of worked her into the nursing program at the local college. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, she was more, had an urge to get back to the desert. And she kind of gave up on that. Well, that year after that, she kind of thought, well, maybe I should go back and try it. Mm -hmm. And they were... The way Tiffany told me, they were going to come and stay here and figure out how Becky was going to stay here. We were going to re-enroll her, get her into the nursing classes, and get away from the desert. Right. And uh, then... That was right before. Yeah, yes. that was the weekend before. If I can back you up, when she was here and she decided to move back, what happened in, in that time period that obviously things were going well for her and then she decided to go back? What, what was the... That well, precipitated that move. I don't know. I always said that she was lonesome for her boyfriend, and she needed to get back to the desert. Did you know who he was? Did yeah, Robert. Him? Yeah. Did you have interactions with him personally? Uh, when she was here, she we uh, I had 
gone through a lot. That's ten years ago, but I recall that. Remember, she had senior prom, mm -hmm. and he was her date. Mm -hmm. So he ended up spending the night here. Okay. Yeah. Did you meet him? Oh, I've met him several several times. As a matter of fact, his grandmother lived in uh, Alhambra, okay. and she would uh, sometimes ride in with him, mm -hmm. and then I would go down there and pick her up at the house and then bring her back up here. Okay. Or I was thinking uh, Robert's mother, they had a kind of a thing where they were in town, and uh, they were going to take Becky back to the desert, I guess, for the weekend or something like that. And, we're speaking uh, of Robert Pate, correct? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, go ahead. And uh, so I, we met down in Griffith Park, as I recall, and uh, we they went our separate ways after that. But I had thought that she had kind of a a, a fairly good relationship with Robert, you know. I. But to be honest with you, I didn't really get to know him that well because he lived in the desert, she lived here. Right. And, but like I say, I had met him on several occasions, yeah, and he did spend the night here. Okay. Do so, you, do you um, since then, or even up to current uh, time, do you have communications with the Pate family at all or no? No, not at all. Okay. Because that was Becky's friends, not mine. Right. You know, I just kind of, I'm kind of like, okay. It's your friends. Go do what you want to do. I'll just, you know, go about my business. What was your perception of the relationship that Becky had with uh, Robert? Did you think it was uh, positive? Did you think it was negative? Did you have any feelings either way? Uh, well, it's like all young people. You never know. They always seem to be very energetic about relationships, but not very intelligent. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know where I'm going with that? There. Yeah. <laughs> Was there any uh, major things that came up uh, with Becky then in terms of relationships that you can remember? Was there any crises of any sort or uh, any... Um, we're talking prior to, um, you know, when they were uh, the late 2006, mm -hmm. talking more in like the, uh, in the in the winter of 2006, beginning of the year, but about the time she moved back. Was there anything uh, that stuck out in your head as, as something that was really, it would be a big deal for a 17-year-old? The only thing that I could say is I thought it was rather strange that she was in such a hurry to get back to the desert after she got out of high school. But I always say, well, like I say, young people, she misses her boyfriend and she wants to get back. But then I found out about six weeks later that they kind of went separate ways. And I go, well, that happens too, you know. Yeah. And I just kind of take it for face value and go on. Yeah. Whereas... Uh, not really. I never got totally involved with what they would, what you would can say their relationship. Yeah. You know, I figure it's just boyfriend girlfriend. Let it go with that. Yeah. But uh, so she, I heard that they had kind of went separate ways, and I go, well, that happens too. You know, they're so far apart, and then all of a sudden, when they're face to face, for you know, every day or something like that, you go, well, maybe this isn't working out like I yeah. thought. But she stuck it out for that year, I guess, about a year. Yeah. And then, like I say, they were thinking about uh, re-enrolling her because I guess, well, she was working, I heard, at the Denny's restaurant. And... Uh, 
maybe she wanted to get away from that or maybe there was something going on there that was not working that I wasn't aware of you know maybe some kind of a personal conflict or uh, but you know that's 120 miles away yeah and that's their relationship not mine so I just kind of get it in bits and pieces yeah but the unique thing was we had talked also about because she was going to school out here if she wanted to work part-time I had friends up at the local uh, Outback Steakhouse at that time and I was talking with them about her perhaps moving up here and maybe working part-time he says ever come on up we do that all the time with those young uh, college students and stuff like that they can work the night shift if it doesn't interfere with their schooling yeah and uh, yeah I can I can get her in right now and I go okay and I thought this is gonna work out fine that's a good job yeah, yeah. she can work part-time she's got school mm -hmm. she's got a home that she can stay in rent-free mm-hmm mm -hmm. and uh, well this was all kind of talked about and then uh, they were a no-show they didn't show up that weekend and this was the weekend prior to their deaths well we talked about it the weekend prior the weekend that they were killed that was the weekend they, they, were, were, supposed to be they were supposed to be here right okay supposedly Mm -hmm. And well, that was the arrangement that you. That was made. the arrangement yeah. that they were going to come that weekend and spend yeah. the weekend. And that was yeah. your interpretation. That of was it, my so. interpretation. Yeah, that's fine. But then uh, they were. I got the call. It says, "Well, they're not going to make it. They're going to postpone it." And I says, "Ah, oh, she. Who called? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tiffany. Yeah, she was the one that keep, she kind of keeps me informed." Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free and anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So I says, well, okay, whenever, you know, you know, the bedrooms are already here and, you know, it's, it's when you know how to get here. You, we know what we want to do. And I think it was that following Tuesday night, about maybe 7 o'clock, I got a call from uh, <coughs> Tiffany's aunt in Santa Barbara. And Tiffany at that very time, she was, she was doing house cleaning in Ventura. And I had put her son to bed because it was, I think it was a school night or something like that for him. 
And the aunt told me, she says, did you hear anything about the house burning down? And I go, well, I knew that stove up there wasn't in good shape, but... Cool. And she says, yeah, and they found three bodies. And I go, tell me more, what's going on? Well, we don't know quite everything yet, but there was a house fire, and it looks like we lost uh, John and Vicky and Becky. And I says, oh, okay, I know where she's at. I'll give her a call. And I called Tiffany up and I says, uh, you better call your Auntie Yvette. She's got some news for you and you better be sitting down when she talks to you. Well, she had to drive all the way from Ventura here after she found out about all this. And she walked in the door and man, she just broke. In this house for the next three hours, we had everybody seemed to be coming here and they were on the phones and they were talking this and talking that and trying to get information from this person and that person. And they, uh, the most of it I could get out of it was that uh, there had been a fire and they found three bodies and that was what I got that evening and then the rest of it came out where there was uh, homicide suspected. But you know, when you burn the house down around it, then that it's kind of hard to get the evidence out of it too. Yeah, you know. And this this uh, phone call you received occurred on the, uh, the 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 murders were on the seventeenth, which was a Sunday. This phone call that you got it was, was the on following Tuesday. Tuesday, night. two days yeah. later. Yeah, two days later. Okay, and that's the first time you heard about that. This. Was the first time any of us had heard about it, including Tiffany. Including Tiffany. Okay. So we were kind of like wow how come we're doing this so late but right. as I can understand you don't want every Tom, Dick and Harry walking all over the place trying to see what's yes. going on yeah, you know? yes. you have, it's a crime scene you've got to keep people away right and can I back up to that sure. weekend was Tiffany here that weekend uh, yeah I believe so okay. yeah alright um, and you were here that weekend I presume oh yeah okay um well, I was I was working and my schedule I believe was that time was from Sunday through Thursday, so I had to be home. I was also on twenty four hour call. Oh okay. You know. Yeah. Because of the nature of my work I was on, on call so yeah. you know, I had to kinda of stick around home. Okay. Um just let me just recap and make sure I understand. You you um, your first initial contact with the Friedland family was if my timeline is correct, is about nineteen eighty eight, nineteen eighty nine. When you were uh, doing the construction at yeah. the Coleman house, yeah, and the kids came over and yeah. said, "Mom broke her well, fell off a stool." Yeah, fell off her stool. Yeah. I, I can remember sitting with my back. We were out on the porch afterwards. Yeah, and uh, basically we were all sharing a soda. Yeah, and uh, I remember sitting with my back up against the wall and Becky sitting in my lap. <laughs> and, and did you help build that house? The Part of it. Yeah, that's I it. helped her finish it off. I've yeah. been I've been in that house. It's yeah. a beautiful house. Yeah, that was kind of a. I'm probably a subject thing. now, I guess. Yeah, with the, yeah, with but the no, the I did. I did a lot of the finish work in it yeah. because, uh, well, my cousin, because of the nature of his work, he was gone a lot. Yeah. And also, he has a lot of arthritis problems. Okay. Where sometimes he can't do the work, and 
basically the bank was going to call up and says, you know, if you don't get this house livable, we're going to take our money back. Mm-hmm. And then, so when I found about that, I says every every day off I had, I went up there. Yeah, it's probably the nicest house up there, really. <laughs> on the inside. Yeah. On the inside. Yeah. But I uh, remember going up there and like. Uh, I grew up with this guy since we were five years old. Your cousin. Yeah, so... And his, his first name was Ted. Ted. Ted Coleman. Yeah, so what happened was, he knows me well enough to say, he'll come to me and says, Chuck, this needs to be done here. Here's the materials. Let me know if you need anything more. And he'll walk away because he knows it's going to get done. Yeah, it's going to get done right. Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, because he hates doing finish work. He'll cut logs and he'll pound nails, but to do that real fine work, he just doesn't want to do it. But that's digressing. Yeah. Uh, and it was in 1994-ish that when you were doing the house sitting, is yeah. and you went over and uh, found out that Vicky was with well, a single mom. Yeah. Okay. And well, then, no, what it, basically what it was, I'm out there just enjoying a cup of coffee and watching the dogs, and all of a sudden these little girls keep coming out of the forest. <laughs> you know? And the, I mean, they weren't shy. No, they weren't shy. But very trusting. Yeah, and then they came over and says, "Mom wants to meet you. She wants to know who's who's over here at the house." And I yeah. thought, "Okay." So I went over. And I started talking with her, and I I says, "I don't know if you remember me, but I remember when you fell off the stool and hurt your ankle." Do you remember you? No. No. Didn't get that. Who is it? Telemarketers. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even I'm on the no call list. Right. Oh, yeah. Still so that's in that's in about 1994. Um, okay. And that the fire was 2006. July. Oh, you're talking about the big, yeah, the big fire. fire. Yeah. The big fire up there was in 2004, probably late June, early July. 1994. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can remember because I had hadn't started work again yet, and uh, I had plenty of free time, so I volunteered to go up there and you know, house sit. The dogs knew me very well; everybody knew me, and I knew my way around up there. So yeah. Uh, would um, if and again, if you don't mind me asking, was would you categorize your relationship with um, with Vicky as uh, just friends, or are you guys more uh, boyfriend girlfriend? Well, it's kind of be boyfriend girlfriend, you know, when there's so much distance. Yeah. But I, I know that uh, a lot of times she would. I think probably she was more open with me than any any other people I had known. But here again, she was going through this separation slash divorce slash raise the children, live alone. So, you know, I was always. Uh, Kind of like maybe what you would consider a better friend, but not a boyfriend. No. Companion. Companion. Yeah. Somebody that she could sit down and have a cup of coffee and just tell what she's feeling. Did you see each other daily, weekly, no. once a month? No. Once every six months? Uh, maybe once every four or five months or okay. something like that. Because like I say, between me going up there and house sitting, right. so to speak, and her passing through here on her way over to her family and stuff. She came over one time 
and she had just driven from through that desert at about 115 degrees with no AC. And I tell you, when she and the girls got here, they looked like wet rags. Mm -hmm. So I says, if you if you tired, your beds are here. You can stay. So they ended up staying. And I fed them the next morning and breakfast and sent them on their way. Yeah. But I I I have this habit of kind of looking out after people in a kind of a helpful way. It's not a bad trait. You know, I see somebody that has a problem out there, and I says, well, you know, I talked with Vicky one time. She says, I'm, I'm so broke. I'm not going to be able to make my house payment this month. I says, how much is your house payment? She quoted me a price, and I says, eh, so... Who's your bank with? And she says, Glendale Federal. And I says, I got a branch over here. Give me the number. So I went out and I paid a house payment for her. Yeah. You know, it's just, but that's a kind of a quirk in my personality. I know my uh, niece was lamenting the fact that she wasn't going to be able to go to Hawaii because she has a kind of a standing date with her, all of her lady friends. Mm -hmm. They would meet and spend a week in Hawaii, you know. Well, she just lost her job. She was looking for a new job. Uh, the money was just draining out of her accounts and everything like that. And I looked at her and I said, how much does it cost to go to Hawaii? She said, God, i got to come up with $400. And I says, go buy the ticket here. So it's just a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a kind of a quirk that I have. Mm -hmm. I'm, me, I don't need anything, really. It's nice to be able to help other people. Well, I've always done that, especially now with Vicky's uh, family. Uh, her, I helped her out, but then she met this fella John. So I figured, okay, you know, you got somebody that's going to help you, keep you going. That's fine. Yeah. But the girls always liked it coming over here because they could laugh and have fun and uh, go to the park and. Uh, course I would always treat the hell out of them too yeah and uh, it it was it was okay I mean the girls but the, the other two sisters they grew up one went in the Navy one went into the Air Force mm -hmm. uh, and you're, you uh, Tiffany you probably had the best relationship with we did for some reason we started to hit it off a lot better but then again she was older mm -hmm. And she was going through some really hard times, too. And uh, I can remember, I'll tell you this up front, Becky had some friends over one evening. They were going out for something, and she introduced me as her godfather. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it stuck. So I have become godfather to Tiffany and her boys. Mm -hmm. Now, the other two sisters, I don't have any contact at all. They kind of went on a separate way. I don't know why. But uh, if they showed up at my door, I would never turn them away. Yeah. Yeah, because I knew them well enough. Yeah. But, uh, no. But Tiffany became kind of like a, well, a godchild, so to speak. Yeah. And even though she was so independent, she really wasn't. 
Yeah. And she moved, um, she came up in the, uh, moved to Costa Mesa in like the late 90s, if I understand it correctly, mm-hmm. and moved in full-time when she became divorced with her boy when he was three. That was about 2003. 2003. Got the timeline, right? Well, like I say, they had moved back over to the desert in about 1999, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. It was about that time period there. Okay. Because I know her son was born in 2000, and she 2000. was still living out in the desert okay. at the time. So when he was about three, Tiffany moves in, and, yeah. and it seems to be, if I got the timeline right, about two years later in 2005, it would be probably the summer or winter of 2005. 2004. 2004, 2004 September of 04. Okay. September of 2004. Well, the reason I'm saying that is because... She went to high school. Yeah, she finished high school. And she high school? Yes, yeah. William S. Hart, Union High School. As a matter of fact, my uh, niece's uh, son was in the same graduating class. And that's here? In that's the, here, in yeah. The, you know? Sure. And uh, she stayed till about January, February of 2005? June. No. June. So what, here's how that works. She graduates in June. And she that was her senior year. Senior year. She and Robert came down here yeah. and took her to the senior prom. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. guys left from this house. Or, yeah. 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 That's in the video. Yes. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Tiff's got, I think she still has the video of yeah. when they were all dressed up here and yeah. looking good. And I go, okay, it's prom, high school, you kids go ahead. <laughs> yeah. uh, just... I'm going to bed. <laughs> this is no big excitement for me. Yeah. But she worked for about a month after she got out of high school up at the Magic Mountain Park. Okay. About one month. What did she do there? I really don't know exactly what she did. But uh, about a month. About a month, and then this thing came up. She says, oh, I want to move back to the desert. What thing came up? Just the idea? The, idea, the idea of going back to the desert. And I go, well, maybe she and Tiffany had a big sister-to-sister fight. I don't know. This maybe, is an 05. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe she wants, like I say, she wants to go back and be with her boyfriend. Whatever the, the reason is, like I say, I just took it for face value, and I says, okay, you're always welcome to come back. Yeah. Okay. And, uh... But Tiffany and her had a fight. They might have. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm out at work or something like that, I don't know what oh. else to do with each other. Yet, on the other side of the point, Tiffany, like I say, had such a relationship with Becky that they could always talk to each other right they yeah. could always tell each other what's basically they were confidants to each other yeah and i don't know whether uh becky missed that and wanted to come back in other words she was willing to come back here and go back to school okay so i don't know did um becky ever uh fall under any uh medical benefits of yours through work or No. Okay. No, not be- not during my work or anything like that. I know that she had... I'm not sure what medical benefits that she had because she had uh, appendicitis. She had her appendix removed while she was here. 
She did. Oh yeah. And do you know where she went for that and when that right was? Right here at the uh, local Henry Mayo Hospital. I can't give you an exact time with that when it was. Okay. But I do recall but when she was here yeah. in that time period she was living here. Yeah. More toward, more closer to the end or closer to the beginning? Probably Somewhere closer to the end. Okay. Probably 2005. Was that, yeah. uh, do you know if that was covered under uh, dad's insurance or did you? It might have been covered under Ron's insurance. You did, but because you she was under 18 at the time. So okay. You don't remember paying for any of that though? I can remember taking her up to the walk-in one time, you know, because she had a bad cold or sore throat or something like that, strep throat. Was that the same place, Henry Meyer, or was that different? No, we have we have all kinds of walk-ins. It's actually right here about the end of the street. Like an urgent care? Urgent care, yeah. yeah. Do you, and do you remember the name of it? It, well, no, I don't exactly remember the name. I'd have to look okay. it up. But it's right up the street, right right going up the well, lines. It's, it's right on Lyons Avenue. If you go back over here to the uh, Wiley Canyon, mm -hmm. and if you're going to go back to the freeway, mm -hmm. you go left on Lyons Avenue, mm -hmm. and it will be on your right-hand side as you start going up the hill to the freeway. Okay. I, think, I don't know if they call it the doctor's office or something like that, but that's 10 years ago. Okay. But, and besides, yeah. besides the appendicitis and a, and a cold on the on the urgent care, is there any other significant medical event during that time frame that um, that you can recall that Becky uh, had come up in life that she shared with you, or that you might have heard through Tiffany? I, I hope you don't mind me. I'm thinking here. No. The appendicitis was probably the most catastrophic. If there was anything like I say, a strep throat or something that they could go into the walk-in, right. you know. Well, here again, you know, you go into the walk-in. I just take a check out and I put my name to it and I says, "Give me a receipt when you come back." Okay. You know? uh, that's just my way of looking after people. Did you keep those receipts? I have to look. Okay. I, I had a, I had a, if you don't mind, I had a, a thing in there. I looked at it, it says kids doctoring. Okay. So give me a second. Sure. I might have thrown it out because that's so long ago. I never really thought about it. Let me look. Okay. I want to get a, uh, I want to get a, his understanding of the relationship with the daughters. Who, who's, who belonged to who? Mm -hmm. I want to see what, yeah. what do you mean? Dad wise? Yes. Yeah. Who was father? Who was mother? Who was, you know, that kind of thing. I know Tiffany is a half sister, stepsister, but okay. I just want that and I wanted to get a, uh, his, his understanding. I want to get a better understanding of this timeline. So I kind of do this. I want to go with, I want to go with the time she came from school to the time that she left. I want to know. Yeah, if she came in here uh, in 2006 because there was some recollection that she did come back from 06 February after the breakup and then and then was here for just a couple of months about three months and then she went back to the desert so she came here yeah just curious because that's what Liesl was saying
No, no, I just... Uh, it's empty, it's empty. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, but you know, apologize, well. <laughs> when I looked at kids doctoring, you know, I probably, like I say, there was probably receipts from the sure. Rocky Hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. As far as major medical on that appendicitis That's okay. and, uh, appendectomy. Right. Uh, That's pretty major. That's at least two or three days in the hospital, especially if it ruptured. It hadn't ruptured. But you could get yeah. in pain, yeah. 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 So I can, I can remember. Her bedroom was right next to mine, mm -hmm. and I can remember hearing her crying. Wow. I got, I, it's enough to wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> so I went in there, and Tiffany had already walked in with had the light on. And I looked at her, and she was. I says, "You better get her up there." Yeah. And I says, "Don't worry about it. I'm looking after the little guy. You know, he's you. okay." Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've, uh, you're, you've been very patient with us. We appreciate that. We just no, had a, no, no. Just, a, just a couple more um, questions. Yeah. We just want to make, we're just trying to clarify for our own understanding. Yeah. Um, but uh, along the lines of, of the medical um, questions I've been asking, obviously yeah. um, I've been asking a lot about it because it, it could be, it could have an important role as to, um, you know, what it occurred. And I know that might not make a lot of sense now, but. Um, in our eyes, it, it might mean a lot to the investigation. Well, the, the thing about it is, if I had a, uh, an idea which way you're headed, I could probably help you a lot more. Well, here's, here's to, just to be yeah. blunt, um, here's, sorry, here's, but, no, no, yeah, here, here's where I'm heading. Yeah. You know, I, we, we uh, and this wasn't the only point of coming to speak to you. We wanted to speak to you about a lot of things, but one of the uh, main things we wanted to ask you was that, did you have any knowledge of her uh, being pregnant or have a pregnancy scare at all when, when at all any time that you knew her let me be frank with you as far as I know when Becky was here she had never had sex with anybody okay. that I knew right. okay but uh, even Robert yeah even Robert I you know because he stayed the night here that no 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 that was separate bedrooms Okay. I made sure of that. I'm sorry, but I'm old-fashioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that that never uh, is those conversations never. Uh, you, so basically, you're telling me you're you're not privy to any information about her having a pregnancy scare or being pregnant or being treated for any type of uh, uh, scare of maybe thinking that she was pregnant. That is that is not no. something that occurred. I'll be upfront with you. I never heard a word about that. Okay. And like I say, as far as I know, she had never had sex while she was in this house. Yeah. Okay. She, it was you, you did not have knowledge of her being sexually active when when she was here staying here as far as I know she wasn't okay as a matter of fact I'm I don't know if it's worth it they she and uh, some of the her friends here were going out to a party one night and I would say within 40 minutes they came wandering back she says they were smoking pot over there and I had to get away <laughs> and I go Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I, I appreciate you um, being honest with us on that, and uh, Frank, as you said. But um, yeah. is uh, if something like that had occurred, where would she? Where in your mind would you think that she would go to to uh, to get treatment or to to be seen on something like that? Do you think that if that was the case, and I don't know that it is, but just speculating, mm -hmm. do you think that that would mile here? Uh, uh, or the uh, you, was you saying? Henry Mayo Hospital. Henry Mayo Hospital. Or do you think that that would something she would go back out there, or or you're not really sure? I have no idea. Okay. Quite frankly, like I say, as far as I know, while she was here, the idea of her ever being pregnant mm -hmm. 
even having sex, let alone being pregnant, was never discussed. Right. And, and, and don't get me wrong, we do not have information at this time that suggests that I wouldn't want to yeah. spread misinformation or have that repeated to, to somebody, yeah. yeah. Um, but I know Investigator Bodmer um, wanted to just uh, get a little bit better uh, timeline of when she moved out. Um, he, he really understands that timeline. Hmm. Uh, has probably the most amount of knowledge of that time, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let him ask you a couple questions about the time. Yeah, I was just curious about that. It's hard to remember <laughs> all. Right? Would you like a <laughs> soda? You've been talking an awful lot. No, I'm good right now, okay. but I will when we're done. Right there in the fridge. <laughs> so, um, in 2004, Tiffany, I'm sorry, 2003, Tiffany was living out here with her son. She right. moved in, I believe, in September. September of that year. Oh, 03. Oh, 03, because in October mm -hmm. they had the big fire here on the west side, and she called me at work and told me to get home because right. she was totally afraid because she had gone through that other big fire up, up in the Pinion in 94. Yeah. Right. And she was scared. Yeah. So. All the girls were pretty, for us, you know, pretty scared of fire. I even remember because I've heard a lot of them talk about they just don't like fire. <laughs> yeah. They don't because of being up there, especially being around that one in '94. So, okay. So what I really want to do is focus in on on Becky, and, uh, just so we can do that and get that squared away. So she was having a lot of problems down in the desert at school. Um, That's what I, my yeah. impression was. Yeah. Um, like I say, I think she had gone to at least two different high schools right. in three years. Yeah. And so, yeah. Tiffany was, when something was bothering her, well, she would come to me, you know, she tried to work it out herself, but she came to me and she says, told me that Tiffany or Becky was having problems. Mm -hmm. And would it be all right? I hope she says, I want to get her away from there and I want to get her up here. Right. Away from all that. Right. Whatever conflict that she was yeah, having. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. And I looked at her and I says, well, we'll just move a few pieces of furniture around. We'll make a place for her. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That, no, that and, absolutely uh, makes sense. it worked out. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, because sometimes a change helps people. Yeah, so. it certainly did. Mm -hmm. Not to belabor it, but when she left here, uh, my neighbor next door had a little car that he was selling. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I says, do you really want it? Well, yeah, okay, you know. I says, well, I'll tell you what, I'll get it, I'll help you get it. Okay, so I helped her with some money to get this car. And uh, here's the best part, when we went to my insurance agent to put on there, uh, my agent, she asked uh, what were her grades in her final year so she could get a discount. And I looked at her and I said, straight A. Mm-hmm. She had a straight A. She had fought and fought and fought in the desert. She comes out here, a little bit of discipline, you know. We had to kind of say, okay, you've got rules here. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, there's conflict within about the first six weeks, you know. It's kind of like new and everything. But she got into it, and she uh, was able to graduate. She got straight A's mm -hmm. in her last year, which... Help yeah. get that discount. She's got her little car. Okay. Well, I'm going back. And I says, well, keep in touch, you know. You're always welcome to come back. Right. You know that. And, uh, so that was 04 that she moved out here in 04, September of 04. Mm -hmm. It was about a year Tiffany was here with her son. 
And then in about yeah. 2004, she came to live out here. She went to uh, the school, right? She went over there to the school at Hart. William S. Hart Union High School. Yes. All right. She finished her senior year there. Yes. All right. Um, and that's a long time. So that's about a 12-month period or 11-month period. Right, ten months. Yeah, ten, about ten I months. Ten months, roughly. Um, did, and in between there, so she graduated from high school, mm -hmm. right? And that was June of two thousand and five. Yes. Okay. Because yeah. She was killed in two thousand and six. That was a year. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand and five. She graduates, mm -hmm. and uh, for about a month after graduation, she stays here, and she gets a job at Magic Mountain, right. and she worked for about thirty days or so. About, about 30 days. Okay. And now, now in 05, this is 2005, June, mm -hmm. that's when she says, okay, I'm going to move back. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that would have been about, probably, let's just say August, to the best of your recollection. I would give it a month, June, July, late July. Roughly around the 1st of August. Okay. She goes back to the desert. Mm -hmm. All right. Back to the desert. And... Uh, you know, I know you. Don't, I don't expect you to know why or what. You know, she's just probably. Yeah, I won't be with my boyfriend. <laughs> well, whatever it is, right? You know, I, I don't get into re uh, yeah, I hear people's you. relationships like that. Yeah, I really don't. Plus, it's young love anyway. Yeah, so. well, it's none of my business, really. Yeah, <laughs> be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. And I appreciate that. Well, so, my brother was living with a lady towards later on in his life, and he asked me what I felt about it, and I looked right at him. I said, this is none of my business. <laughs> it's your business, not mine. Good for you. Yeah. That makes sense. Wish more people were like that. Um, so, um, so in 05, she goes back to the desert, right? Yeah. Okay, now this is what I'm saying, August of 05. Roughly. Now, does she, she at any time between August of 05 to the time that she was murdered, does she come back out here to stay for an extended period of time? No. The only time that she came out here was when Tiffany graduated. I believe Tiffany graduated in 06. And she mm -hmm. and Vicki and... Um, you remember when in 06? It must have been June. June of 06. Real? Okay. Yeah. And she graduated from UCLA? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so June of 06 is when Tiffany graduates. Mm -hmm. is, is that right? I don't know. I'm asking you. Uh, I'm sorry. That's all right. That's <laughs> why I'm trying to figure out this timeline. I'm going to be 70 years old next month. What are you talking about? You're doing good. Because <laughs> uh, I can remember because Tiffany, uh, Becky and Vicki came and stayed the night before the graduation oh, ceremony okay. in 06 in 06 and then we went from there we all went down to UCLA and for the ceremony and then uh, we all went back to this big restaurant here up on the yeah. hill so that was we had all of the friends and, and uh, so a good portion of the family, grandma and grandpa came. Uh, her aunt from Encinitas mm -hmm. came up, and uh, Vicky's sister. And uh, this place was, overnight was an absolute madhouse with people, sure. you know. And then I believe I recall one time. It was a Sunday, and I heard a knock on the door, and I went to the door, and it was Vicky and Becky. And they were on their way over to 
Santa Barbara for Mother's Day. And of 06. 06. And I guess that they had shut the water off there up in the desert because they couldn't pay the bill and so they needed a place to take a shower before they got there so they came in to take a shower and then it oh, went on their way yeah and i just said hi goodbye you know but they always knew that there was a place here that they could crash or whatever right. they needed yeah. to if they were tired if they mm -hmm. were if they needed something Okay. If they, so I guess my big thing, I just had a little bit of a gap in there between uh, August of 05 and then the September of 2006. There was a couple of times May would have been Mother's yeah, Day. Yeah. You don't want to forget that. No. Because yeah, so I got there my was, wife. There, yeah, there was, there was a kind of a, you know, I they were she was out there in the desert and yeah. I says, okay, that's fine. You're doing whatever you want to do, you know, you yeah. And, uh, yeah. of course, like I say, I had uh, Tiffany with me, and she was graduating. And uh, we were talking about now, okay, trying to work, get a working career in with... Uh, Thank you. No, with oh, herself. Okay. Because, you know, now that she's got her degree, mm -hmm. she's going to find a job sure. and everything mm -hmm. like that. That's cool. Okay. Your son's here. He's going, like, to preschool. Okay, yeah. that's fine. We got a little rhythm going here and then all of a sudden I get this call in the night that all this tragedy happens and uh, of course I couldn't even talk with Tiffany that night mm -hmm. so a couple days later we sat down and says you know between all this and I says listen I know the deal was you were supposed to get your degree and your career and be on your way and just be happy but you this came up Take whatever time that you need to settle this down, you know, and, and try and work this out. Of course, it went forever. You know, it took almost two years to settle that, the, just the insurance and the estate and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, you know, I'm, I have to sit right alongside that lady while she's trying to fight with this lawyer and she's trying to fight with this and she's trying to do this. And she's trying to get this, and you know, I could see the strain on her. So I says, basically, I told her, I says, take whatever you time, don't worry about it. The house is here, you do whatever you need to do. Okay. And it worked out well, sort of. Yeah. But uh, there's always that gnawing thing it says, what really happened? And yeah. why? Oh, up there, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, we're trying to get to those answers, and, you know, what it is is just bringing clarity to things. So there's, mm -hmm. you know, obviously there's a lot of things that are there. There's some dynamics at play, but uh, mm -hmm. um, it's just a matter of synchronizing. Yeah. Well, we synchronize everything. So mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the way, like uh, like Investigator Dickey was talking about, mm -hmm. is that um, we have, yes, the original investigation occurred. Yes, it mm -hmm. was passed off to others and others, so forth. Mm -hmm. There's been this constant up-and-down path of the investigation. Mm -hmm. But it's been pretty much constant over the last five years or six years uh, where it's a circumstantial case. Uh, there's, yeah. there's nothing to, to be hidden about that. And those are very difficult. Um, and so you need to mm -hmm. actually um, go through a very long process of synchronizing the entire evidence and making sure that we cover all our bases. We look at every, no piece of information is mm -hmm. is not useful to us. Yeah. We'll look at it all. So that's why we ask you a few of these other questions. I don't have any problems with that. Yeah. Uh, 
I'll tell you another thing up front. My brother-in-law lives five doors around the corner here. He's a retired detective lieutenant yeah. with Burbank PD. Right. So, you know. He's got some stories. Burbank don't mess around. Well, I tell you what, as far as I know, he's probably one of the most respected detectives they had on the force. They, there's a lot of yeah. those young guys out there that just wish that he was back. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand this. Yeah, it was done a certain way in those yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah, but after thirty plus years, I think he had a little savvy too. You think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it happens over time. You mind if I go use the restroom? No, no, no. Ah. Like I say, 70 years old. You're doing fine. <laughs> 70 years young. Yeah. Guys, need the restroom. It's right here in front down the hall. All right. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, back. That is it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's what we were trying to do, uh, yeah. Charles. Charles or Chuck? Just Chuck. Chuck. Okay, that's what I, I wanted to ask. Um, is is right there in that 2005, um, you know, mm-hmm. when she left in mm-hmm. August, went back to the desert, and then it looks like Mother's Day from your best recollection that yeah. she did pop out here again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have Tiffany's uh, graduation from UCLA. Yeah. Um, and that was in 06 as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. But nowhere in 06 did she stay here for any kind of a month or two months just to get no. away. Or, okay, no. do no. your recollection. Okay, no. you would know. No. All right. Um, how about when she did come out, say, for instance, like with, uh, I know you said it was just Vicky and her on Mother's mm-hmm. Day. Take a real quick shower. Yeah. And down the road. What about on graduation night? Did did Becky bring anybody with her? Did she have a friend with her? Was Robert with her? She no. Have a, nobody? No. No one? Okay. No. Uh, that was strictly family. All right. No worries. More or less. Yeah. That's and it was, and it was Tiffany's graduation. Right. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. But no, he wasn't here for that. No. Okay. All right. Just asking. We're just trying to see if he was still kind of coming around with her those back in those times. Um, how about the time when you went? Did she did go to prom? Did 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 Robert come alone? Um, did he bring anybody with him? Was there another? Say, for instance, you know, bring a friend with him, and he goes with another girl, or sometimes that's the case. Did he have a friend with him? Or, I if you remember, don't recall whether he did or not, mm-hmm. because I think it was mostly uh, the friends around here. Mm. That Becky's she had, friends that she, Becky's made friends here, yeah. she had made here. We, I think he might have interviewed him, but we have Brandon around the corner. I forget his. <laughs> What's last his last name? Brandon. I, don't, uh, I forget. 
because <laughs> the reason I forget is folks I asked them one time when their anniversary was and he says they said we'd never been married <laughs> I go well okay it's kind of easy with that but, your business yeah but he, yeah he and Becky and also uh, my uh, uh, niece's son they were all kind of like friendly towards each other and hung around yeah hung around that same yeah. age yeah yeah but as far as that prom, you would have to talk with uh, Tiffany on that, and she has... Tiffany was kind of making that happen for her, right? Well, was she was so supportive because, yeah. you know, that she wouldn't have got it in the desert. No, I hear you. Vicky was never had a lot of money. <laughs> right. What's your What's your understanding of the girls, if you, if you do know, you may not know, uh, as far as... Uh, you know, Tiffany's a steps or half sister. What? How do you do? You understand how that breaks down? Yeah. Sure. Well, Vicky was married early in her life. Okay. And uh, uh, she had Tiffany, and then Tiffany's dad walked out on him, so to speak. This is the way I hear it. Mm-hmm. He walked out on him and left him. So right. Uh, she uh, was raised for about the first eight years with her grandparents okay. in Santa Barbara. Oh, the grandparents, okay. Yeah, and then uh, she, I don't know how, it, I don't know whether she met Ron Friedley in Santa Barbara or where. Wouldn't I, be far from the pale because yeah. he's from up here. Okay. That's where he grew up, up okay, here. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. So then they moved to uh, Riverside. Yeah, got a job out there. Yeah, yep. and they had the other three daughters. Okay. You know, and uh, so yeah, so Tiffany, like I, you know, yeah, she, considerably older, well, almost ten she years. Was eight years older than the next one, okay. uh, Tanya. But the thing about that is, I there may have that time lag and everything in there, and the fact that she didn't have a dad, and now she's got a kind of a, a kind of a dad, uh, you know, and all this. Mm-hmm. You never know what was going on in a, in a in a ten year old's head or a young teenager's head at that yeah. time. So, uh, but uh, I wasn't around for that time. I can't really account for any of that. For yeah. any of it. But what mm-hmm. what from the time that I met her. I really got to know Tiffany. I think she was probably about 20, 21 years old at the time. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. yeah. And, so uh, she's with, up there with Vicky, and she's 20 or 21 with yeah. Vicky at the time. Well, 18, 19. But still old yeah. enough to take care of the younger girls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> while, yeah. while Vicky would go to work oh, or yeah. what have you. She, yeah. She, she became the second mom, so okay. to speak. And... Uh, but uh, no, that's uh, the way that I understand that relationship, uh, because I I kind of asked about that and, and to Tiffany, and she says, oh, they're uh, half sisters, step sisters, yeah, half sisters, yeah, yeah. and then she explained to me how, you know, her father left, and now she's got, uh, you know, carry on with her mom and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, that must have been awful traumatic to her mother then too, to go through that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can see where they, I can see, like I say, my thing is uh, looking, kind of looking at people and see what they need. And there was a lot of need in that. Yeah, house. there is. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I suppose that the relationship probably would have grown or been better if I'd have, it wasn't so much distance up there. Right. You were just coming because, to babysit in the house and yeah, in the house. And, yeah. yeah, but all four girls, I tell you what, they, for some reason, they sure stuck to me. Yeah. Yeah. But here I am. I'm just, okay, what do you need? Yeah. You crummy little kid. Where are you going to? You want to go to, oh, Magic Mountain? Okay. How about it, Mom? You t oh, okay, come on. Yeah. You know, bed. the beds are made. Yeah. Now I got it. This is a four-bedroom house. Yeah. So there was always some place for them to stay if they needed mm -hmm. it. And uh, I know that uh, Tanya, when she got into the Navy, she came and stayed with me when she was on leave for about two days, three days. And uh, while she was here, we went over and I bought her a pickup truck. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, her first truck. And then uh, Drew was over here one time, and uh, she was looking for a vehicle, and we ended up over at the Toyota dealer. I got her that Xbox. Oh, God, that Scion, yeah. Xbox. Drew went in the Air Force. Yeah. Actually, she was in the Air Force yep. at the time, and she needed yep. transportation to get to her duty station. Mm -hmm. And then when she was shipped to Japan, well, that, I just put a cover over it and put it in my driveway, and about once a month I get out and drive it over to Ventura or something like that to charge up the battery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate to say this. You may, I don't know how you would feel about relations, but those girls have always been around, and I've always been there for them if they needed it. For many, many years, it sounds and, like. Yeah. And they aren't my kids. No, no. No, they're just some little girls that came out of the forest somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Little, little, little elfins, you know. Hey, sometimes <laughs> there's no rhyme, no rhyme, yeah. no reason to why you do what you do. But uh, yeah. so she was, if, you know, if she was 18. Mm -hmm. Gosh, you know, um, all these, these girls were young. These girls were much younger. So yeah. Tanya would have been 10. Uh, you know, yeah, Drew would have been Drew would have been eight. about eight, and, and then Becky was six. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, I can remember her sitting in my lap. Yeah, yeah, oh boy. <laughs> you know, so, but yeah, Becky was. Uh, of course, I don't know. There was what the age difference and everything like that. Being a godfather, you know, she, she. I think she. All the girls respected me. But mm -hmm. in a sense, maybe they were intimidated. They didn't, weren't able to open up to me as much as they would to each other, or mm -hmm. you know. So you know, I kind of got a lot of that secondhand, yeah. some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. but, uh, they knew that if they ever got in trouble, they could always call me. You know, yeah. I'd help them out a little bit if I could. Sure. Okay. But. Don't don't get me wrong. I still don't to this day don't know how I got started. It just happened. <laughs> right. But I live with it now. It's it part of your life. It well, some good uh, Tiffany's got her two boys now, and You're married. Uh, no, no, no. Got a boyfriend, sort of, but right. Because the boys are looking for a father. That's what they're looking yeah. for, especially the youngest one. Are you ready for uh, round two? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be having prom here another 15 years. I don't know. That. No, that. One of two more years, ones, right? Two more years. Yeah. The oldest one. Yeah, the oldest is 16. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm doing my math right. Tiffany's old car sits in the driveway under that cover because. What is that car? That's a Saturn. 
I got that for Tiffany when she moved here so she could get back and forth to UCLA. And then... Uh, Is that rain? No, I hear a, a pool. You got a pool? Is that no. A pool? no. That's rain. That's rain? That's rain. It's rain. Sunny up. <laughs> it happens. It's, it's, it's just my charisma today. Yeah. I've got you guys. It is lame. <laughs> okay. And I came across right. a, yeah. a guy today that uh, worked works with a guy that I knew 30 years ago. So it, I've had a big day today. But listen. Uh, well, let's guys, no, 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 no. I, I've I've got, one thing about re-enrolling her in school. Did she go to another school after high school? You were going to put her in no. that nursing program. Yeah, we have, so, we have it a... It wasn't re-enrolled, you were going to actually yeah. get her enrolled. No, what it was is that, as I understand, they had already filled Reach. out the application... Oh, okay. gotcha. ...after when she was... Tiffany and her. Yeah, after okay. she had graduated. Okay. And actually, that was a tough school at that time to get in, and they accepted her. Wow. So Which school was this? Uh, College of the Canyon. College of the Canyon's up the yeah. Street, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so she had uh, all this going for her, but then for some reason, like I say, I she had the urge to get back to that desert. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Did you, besides prom night with Robert, did he come over here a few more times? Did you ever see him over here? Uh, he had been here probably two or three more times, but just as a visit, not sure. really to stay. Was he by himself when he showed up? Yes. Okay. And he said you had found out that she had broken up with Robert. How did you find that out? I, I think Tiffany told me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Did she say why they broke up? Or Like I say, that's none of my business. Okay, well, there you go. I, I, I don't mean to put it no, that no. way, but it's really... Okay, you know, so. people break up, you know, they do strange things. Sure. Did yeah. Becky ever leave like a, a diary around her? No. Was there one left no. I don't know if she ever had any kind of a written or uh, uh She was a writer. She was a beautiful writer. Yeah. I, I, I never saw any of it. Yeah. I never okay. saw any of it. Okay. Yeah. I, whatever sure. it was, if it was her diary, it's hers. Okay, I never saw any of it. Is, is would there be any personal uh, uh, things left behind here uh, to this day? Any um, journals or pictures or videos that you would have or um, no, documents? The only, the only thing I have is her ceramics that she did when she was in high school. Oh, okay. up there. Yeah. Okay. I have some of her ceramics. But no other little boxes that were left behind in a garage or in the no, attic or no, anything no, like that. No, there's, there's nothing left. <laughs> but there, she never when she was here. She. She packed, I think, two bags, and she put them in the trunk of her car when she drove back to the desert, and that was all that I knew that she had. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, the only one I would know that would have any of that would be Tiffany, if she kept it at anything as a memorial or a memento right. or something like Speaking that. Speaking of Tiffany, um, did, um, did you happen to have any conversations with her today that we were coming? I told her that you were coming. Okay. Did she but, seem intrigued? Or just... Upset? Fed up. Uh, no. I mean, uh, I explained to her that, uh, wow, that's really got you, know, you, you mentioned about something about having a kind of a neutral or uh, a, a different... Uh, neutral third party. Neutral third party. Uh, opinion of it, yeah. Opinion of a neutral third party. You understand how, uh, yeah, sister directly, that. yeah, you might get some um, yeah. very emotional there, and some things might have been forgotten because it's so traumatic, but... It's, 
Dan's coming down on it. Dan, that sounds like a cow peeing on a flat rock. Yeah. I think you've heard that before. <laughs> to draw that conclusion. Yeah, we... Dakota. No, and, and I would never ask... <laughs> I know. I would never ask, unless it was uh, crucial to... No. Uh, I would never ask somebody to keep things secret. And, and, and it's okay that she knows, but... Um, I, I just, I'm just curious, yeah. so that way if uh, well, we have a conversation with her soon, we know that she knows that we were here. This kind of came out of the blue, even to me, yeah. because with all the people that you've talked to, you know, even the neighbor's kids and, and uh, Becky's cousins and, and uh, Daniela and everybody else, nobody ever talked to me, right. and she lived with me for right. a year. And I will apologize on behalf of the Shirts Party because that is something that should have been done. But no. as, a, as a part of uh, reviewing all this information, we're finding little little gaps that, that are, need to be filled in. This is one. Well, okay. Uh, if I can help you anyway, please, you can always call me back uh, if you need to. Uh, every now and then... Uh, I have family that lives up in Beaumont. I mean, uh, if I could come talk to you folks, I can always get an email afterwards. <laughs> That's close to us. Yeah, any kind of, you know, one yeah. thing that really, really would be helpful is, is like uh, Jim was saying, is mm -hmm. that Becky was very fond of, you know, keeping uh, her, you know, notes in her notebooks and things like that. If, if you would even think of there being anything here, that would be absolutely helpful. Any kind of old I'm, I'm thing. sorry, but I, if there's anything like that, I can't think of anything that she had written down. An old backpack, an old, an old, uh, an old book bag. Uh, you know, uh, a recollection that you gave Tiffany of a box of things. Uh, so anything like that? No, I mean. Uh, because it sounds like, from what we understand, and you would know this too, is that she was with Robert, her boyfriend, right. for the majority of the time they had a long-distance relationship. Well, they had a relationship, I guess, before she came right. here, and they kind of kept that. I could... You're on the phone quite a bit. <laughs> well, she had a cell phone, but uh, to be quite honest with you, I thought about it because of my work. Uh, I had, being on call, I had to keep all of my phone records. And I do believe I still have my phone records for that year. Mm -hmm. But among other, at that time, their cousin was living here also. And I mean, she would rack up hours of phone records. Which cousin? Daily. Uh, Monique, the one that lives in New Mexico now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I... I challenged her on it one day and I said, how come you're calling the same number every three minutes for an hour and a half? Can't you leave a message? Oh, I can't do that. Boyfriend, girlfriend. Okay. Okay. Monique. Okay. Yeah. So, but to be honest with you, of course, Becky had a cell phone, but, but I don't know if she would use the house phone because they forced me to have unlimited long distance. But you never know, so if you do have those records, those would be helpful, especially uh, in, in high, like I said, may not seem important, but to us... Do you have a mailing address on bet, there? That, you bet. I'll tell you what I can do. I can probably 
root back in there and see what I can sure. find yeah. for you. And, yeah. and, and I'm going to give you my card uh, with my cell phone number on the back. And I would ask that if um, if you find something like that, we will personally come pick it up instead of mailing Because the mail is so unreliable these days. I says I can meet you halfway. Or, or that. Or that. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't ask you to do that. We'd like oh, to do it no, hand no, no. to hand. No. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is, as you can see, this is extremely important to yeah, me. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of on the fringe of all this for all this time, you know, but that doesn't mean I haven't kept an eye on it mm-hmm. for, for all this time. This, this is yeah. a, my card, that, um, and my cell phone mm-hmm. is on the back. You can call that number anytime, any okay. day of the week, no. night or day. I'm going to respect your, your fact that you're a human being, too. No, no. It's, no I, don't, I, don't give me I do my best work in the middle of the night. Yeah, well, <laughs> and they no, pay me I for it. I would argue that. I see, <laughs> you know, I've, seen my bro- I've seen my brother-in-law gone for two weeks at a time without telling anybody what happened yeah. or even talking to my sister yeah. and I tell you that woman struggled yeah. sometimes she never knew when she'd get that call in the night that somebody had shot him or something like that yeah. and I mean on this street here one time I counted seven sworn officers on this street living here living here yeah. and, it's a nice place to live and they've always considered the police friends of mine they are this is Investigator uh, Tom Wish's uh, okay. card here, the white one. And this here, Bob Mercer. What I'll do is I'll see what I can do to find that. This is mine. Home got three of them. Yeah, because uh, if it's any importance at all. Yep. And, it is. Uh, Everything's important. Yeah. Everything, even a, even a, every, even yeah. a, something you thought wouldn't be that important. Like I, that's why I mentioned the notebooks or the anything, even an old backpack, anything. Even if you remember giving a box to Tiffany, and then that would help us when we talked to Tiffany. Say, do you remember no. that box? Or no, yeah. I, are you aware of that thing that CBS did at forty-eight hours? 48 yeah. hours? Yeah. We are. That bunch of bullshit. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. I thought it was. But when that lady came out. I worked with Tiffany too. We actually went through. I had a lot of photographs that I had taken. I had the videos that I had taken at that time. We all presented that to uh, Mr. McEwen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what became of it, I was totally disappointed. Where is it at now? I believe. Did she not give that back to you? I don't know if she gave the... I have to ask Tiffany because she even took Tiffany's hard drive out of her com- old computer that had the, some of those photographs on her, too. And I don't know whether she got that back. Well, we need to find out about that. Yeah. But uh, I'll look around. There's not a lot. Like I say, Becky never... I never saw her write much down personal. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. anything. Uh, most of it was just, as far as I know, is that the cell phone. Right. She was always on the cell phone. When you um, when you speak to Tiffany again and you're talking to her, because she's obviously going to want to know oh, yeah. what we spoke about. Um, you know, and, and feel free to, to talk to to her about whatever we we spoke about. Well, but um, yeah. if she has, I don't need to talk to her right now. Yeah, but if she has questions about our visit, my number's on there. She can call that number, too. Okay. The other missing link to uh, who's not here right now is investigator Lester Harvey. He is the, the lead 
uh, investigator for the sheriff's department mm-hmm. on this case. He has spoken with um, Ron. He, he has sat down mm-hmm. as well as uh, yeah. investigator Bodmer has. So, mm-hmm. um, myself and investigator uh, uh, Tom Wish here. Mm-hmm. Um, our names aren't going to sound familiar to um, to her, to Tiffany. Uh, or even wrong, no. but uh, Investigator Bodmer, his, his name is going to sound familiar. Um, but my point is, is that if she uh, it just just wanted somebody to talk to, my number's there, and, and I can put her in touch yeah. with Investigator Harvey. Well, there was that period there about two years ago where everybody there was a lot of a lot of people coming and asking other questions because they were that was before they arrested uh, Robert and his friend. And, uh, yeah, we tried to give everything that we could, but like you say, it's circumstantial. And it, uh, it was kind of hard to prove something on that. Well, I think that there was uh, errors uh, to get us to the point where we're at now. So it's yeah. not to say that it's, it's not a, uh, a case that, not to say that it's not a good case or it's not mm-hmm. a, a case that can't be adjudicated. It's just um, the, some things occurred with the grand jury, as you know, um, that was out in the press, yeah. but um, I, you know we're hoping to move forward. Yeah. We really are, and, and we're hoping to move forward. Uh, I have here. a question, and it may be a a, a burr in somebody's saddle, but after the investigations and everything, uh, it might have been a week or so after that. I went up and uh, had a chance to walk around the, the crime scene and everything. One of the things I noticed is that the wheelbarrow that Becky was burned in, the handles were sawed off. Was there any kind of a print or anything, any kind of a DNA or print able to be retrieved from the handles of the uh, wheelbarrow? I'll tell you this. Um, uh, that, that wheelbarrow has been a, a, a point of contention um, even 10 years later now. Um, Thank you. And, and uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that errors uh, weren't made by uh, multiple agents affiliated with this investigation. Um, but it was a, a very complex investigation. Uh, it happened um, immediately uh, at the same time that five uh, uh, firemen were killed in the Esperanza fire out there in Riverside oh, County. yeah. So we had and that was also a high, yes. So there was a, uh, resources in terms of uh, arson and in terms of uh, were being spread very very thinly. Um, and I can't. It would be inappropriate for me to comment um, prior to the case being litigated if there was anything garnered from the handles that yeah. were that were cut off. Well, um, I can understand. You've got to have concrete evidence on that. So, but I that was one of the things I did notice that. The handles would be sawed off and taken away, and I go, "That's interesting." Of course, you know, there's this kind of you might have got a palm print or maybe a fingerprint or something out of there. We, we those were sawed off by law enforcement. Yeah, they were taken by us. Yeah. And, and for no other reason, ten years later, and it's it's easy to sit back and money money quarterback people ten years mm-hmm. ago, but you know, for the sake of the, of the at least the family, if you didn't think it had evidentiary value, you might 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 take that, yeah. and that's something that I think that uh, many people will would uh, would say that that was a uh, that was a regret um, in hindsight. But then again, I've made mistakes in my career too that somebody could point out, and, and yeah. I would, you know, nobody's well, perfect. I know that my brother-in-law he's struggled a lot. 
while he was trying to get to garner evidence and do all this investigation and everything like it's, that. It's hard because you don't yeah. know. You know, you can come to a house like this and something got to happen and you don't know that you can't take the whole house. It's not possible. You cannot yeah. literally take the entire house off the foundation. Mm -hmm. So you, you have to pick what, do you, yeah. what is important. And then afterwards you realize, you know, there were some things there that were important that I didn't take. Yeah. Well, here again, like you say, after 10 years, you, you, you came down to my house and I'm willing to talk whatever you want to know. Yeah, but like I say, if, if there's something... I really can't think of any written or documentary piece that Becky left here. Not okay. at all. That would be huge to us. If for nothing else that we that we would gain from coming here to speak to you, that single handedly would be mm -hmm. huge. And be interesting to find out from yeah. Tiffany where, where that stuff from McEwenoy. I will talk to her I'll be seeing her tomorrow. So uh, I'll, I'll bring it up. And, do you guys see each other weekly these days? Uh, daily, sometimes. Oh, She's okay. only a mile down the road. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. See, so it's it's one of these things where life goes on. She's got her sons. I'm involved with them as much as I can in a support way, and. Uh, because, like I say, I've got the, the phone because one son is in high school, the other is in grade school, and she may be called in to do a uh, substitute afternoon sure. or something like that, and I can get, can you get the kids? Yeah. Yeah, I'll get them. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, I'm more or less on standby these days. There's a new on-call for you. <laughs> well, <laughs> unpaid on-call. Yeah. <laughs> but if I, if I can help those young guys out, you know, a little bit. Wonderful. But, being a teenager, you can't talk to them, and the eight-year-old is kind of like, uh, he's starting to get attitude, too, so. But I think in retrospect, when they get to be young adults and stuff like that, they'll look at each other and says, oh, yeah, the old man was right. <laughs> is there anything else I can help you with? I see you're packing up your stuff. Can I offer you a Sprite for the road? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I think I'm going to be getting something to eat here pretty soon down the road. So we got to get a little further closer to home, though. So otherwise, we're going to be out here in traffic all night. So I doubt it. I think it's probably better to eat than get in there. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. traffic's going to be well, bad. Across the highway, you've got Outback, you've got Wood Ranch, you've got uh, Chewies. Where? Chewies. Chewies. Yeah, they're there. They're there. Uh, they got all kinds. All good. Of well, you know, yeah, Wood yeah. Ranch is expensive, and I think it's his turn to treat. So yeah, that's okay. where we might end up. Yeah. There you go. Well, <laughs> if you want, I'll buy you. No, no. no. I've done enough. I know. We are not projects. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to influence you in any respect. No, not at all. But I have this thing about one of the first things I'll ask when the kids come over and with them. I said, "You get? Have you had dinner yet? You got something to eat?" Uh, you know, make sure that they are looked after. Yeah, that's a smart way. Yeah. Sounds like you yeah, like I say, I don't, I don't know how the hell this happened, but it just happened and I got yeah. a deal. Yeah. There you go. Well, thank you for not only meeting us, but meeting us on such short notice. Chuck, we will definitely uh, I'm really sorry you. I so damn far. Yeah. Oh, but I will, I'll find those phone records. Far. And, uh, a lot so I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll get a copy. Okay, that'd be great. Let us know and not 
That's going to be fun because those that all that whole year she was here would be great. Yeah, because yeah. I always say I didn't pay that phone bill; I weighed it. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous! Yeah, that was know, back you when you get a hundred pages of phone bill. Right? You got twelve pages of. You bet. You bet. Quit. It's kind of quit. Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Chuck. We appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Truth and Justice is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery. Edited by Kelly Barron's Brink and sound engineered by Shane Yoder. All music for the show was created, composed, and scored by PutThemInASong.com, who also mixed and mastered this episode. All of our fonts across all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design, and you can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, TruthAndJusticePod.com, where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. And a big thank you to our transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Kay Woodyomnick, Ginger Fiola, Erica Cantor, Danielle Rohr, Jennifer Ford, Courtney Wimberly, and Melissa Cardenas. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in several ways. To financially support the show, the best thing you can do is just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You'll not only be supporting the show, but you'll get something in return. On Patreon, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we have reward levels. For just $5 a month, you get access to ad-free versions of all of our episodes and behind-the-scenes bonus video content every week. Then other reward levels include t-shirts, hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. Just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You can also do us a huge favor by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the brands that sponsor this program. If you have a new case that you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is to engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page on Facebook. And for all you tweeters out there, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod. And I can be found personally on all forms of social media at BobRuffTruth. And don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, or tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice. Say goodbye to the dish and hello to Sky Stream, the new way to get Sky over Wi-Fi. So you can get unmissable Sky shows like The Last of Us and Succession, as well as Netflix and Discovery Plus, and loads more, all in one subscription for £26 a month. Oh, and next day delivery with no upfront fee. Skystream. TV simplified. Head to sky.com. Requires Skystream and broadband minimum speed 10 megabits per second. 18 month minimum term. Cut off time supply for next day delivery. Excludes bank holiday. 18 plus terms apply.
You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.